there's three things that we really need to keep in mind when we are thinking about the goals that we're setting for ourselves, whenever we are setting them. Most of us right around now, if you haven't already. And I hate to be the person to tell you this, but if you're not really digging in on these things, the likelihood of the success of your goal setting is very, very poor. So I really do implore you to kind of think about these things as you are moving forward in your life. Well, 2021 is off to a start. And for most of us, we're probably contemplating what we want to accomplish in the new year and setting resolutions accordingly. And unfortunately, most of those New Year's resolutions will fail to come to fruition. Probably 80% of them. <laughs> and why? Because we probably didn't do the three key things that help shore up our New Year's resolution or goal setting success before setting these big, hairy, audacious goals. And so what result? Unfortunately, typically, it's failure before April 1st. So how can we avoid failure before we've even really begun? And what will increase our likelihood of success? Well, let's chat about just that. New Year's resolutions in nearly a decade. Why? Because I noticed long ago that using an arbitrary date on the Gregorian calendar to determine what I want to accomplish in my life is nonsense. And it often forced me to spout out goals that I didn't really have an action plan for. So now we'll come back to goal setting in a hot minute. But what I did transition to long ago was setting an annual theme. And for whatever reason, I can get there on using the Gregorian calendar for the annual theme. I just can't really get there on the goal setting. Anyway, we'll dig into the psychology of that at another time. But an annual theme is purely something that's a sweeping statement, phrase, or word that you think about each and every day and weave into your daily thought processes and decision making. This all started in 2010 or so when I realized I wasn't really being the friend that I needed to be. So my first year, my theme was be a better friend, which meant not canceling plans at the last minute or saying yes to my friends if they asked me to do something that I wasn't super stoked about or just being more willing to drop everything when they needed me. And so I wove that into every decision that I you know, made about friendship and not so shockingly, that resulted in better, more meaningful friendships that I'm still lucky enough to hold near and dear today. So as the years progressed, those themes have fluctuated between things that were for my personal betterment, like um, seeing myself the way that my dog Stella saw me. She always looked at me with such adoration and love, and I always thought she saw something that I just couldn't see. So I set out one year to look at myself that way. Or, you know, to say yes to career opportunities, because let me tell you or remind some of you who've been around uh, for a minute or so, I wasn't always the best at figuring out how to get to a yes or being willing to step out of my comfort zone. There was a period of time where you could not get me to come to an event or a networking thing or whatever, because it just was super uncomfortable to me. And I really had to force myself out of that. And I had to set themes and think about the decisions I made every day to change that. And looking back on that, that's really cute because fast forward, I pretty much 
push my limits every single day. And that little old Lindsay, who was arguably even, dare I say it, shy, is now long gone. And ultimately, that should be our long-term outcome of goal setting or theme setting, whatever you want to call it, to fundamentally improve or change ourselves, our business, or whatever it is that we're focused on. So great, you're saying to yourself. So how do we get there? Because, you know, I will tell you, I set goals, but they are, you know, relatively so attached to my theme. There's three things that we really need to keep in mind when we are thinking about the goals that we're setting for ourselves, whenever we are setting them. Most of us right around now, if you haven't already. And I hate to be the person to tell you this, but if you're not really digging in on these things, the likelihood of the success of your goal setting is very, very poor. So I really do implore you to kind of think about these things as you are moving forward in your life. So those things are this one, changing your consciousness or mindset Two, having an accountability structure in your life and three, getting past being scared of wild, amazing, old success. So last episode, we chatted a little bit about wintering and that's allowing yourself to have some quiet space to let your soul and the universe talk to you about where you want or need to go and how you're going to get there. Now, I, I will be setting my goals eventually here. I'm going to be wintering um, hardcore for about a week or so where I will be unfindable. And there I'm going to allow the, the universe to sort of talk to me a little bit more clearly. And we'll discuss what I kind of set as my theme for the year at another time. But but the hardcore wintering in solace, I will take it a place that I shall not mention. And will give it'll give me the space that I need to set my goals and determine my new path forward in the coming 12 to 18 months. So for setting goals so that you don't self-sabotage or fail by February 15th, as Einstein brilliantly said, we cannot solve a problem on a level of consciousness that created it. And gosh, like, isn't that just so accurate and brilliant? <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, example, you're in a job or a career that's super toxic, or maybe it's not your passion, either one. And you freaking had it because your boss, supervisor, coworker, whatever it's going to be is an asshole to you for the seemingly millionth time. And you just like, lose your damn mind. Okay. And you tell yourself enough. I am so done. I'm going to find a new career or job next year. That's my goal. And some of you may have actually been working on your shit behind the scenes. So when you're saying, hey, I'm done, I'm going to do this thing, you might actually be able to do that. Um, but if you haven't fixed some of the underlying patterning or problems that have, you know, effectively led you to being attracted to toxicity or toxic people or an environment that's not passionate for, you're not passionate about, you know, you will probably be in the same position in 365 days from now. And that is depressing <laughs> when I say that out loud. So now to do what the poet laureate Einstein suggested, you need to first work on yourself, first and foremost. In this example, the person would need to think about understanding and determining you know, the, the reasons that they're behaving the way that they're behaving, coming up with a course correction plan for themselves and, you know, figuring out how they're going to exercise that muscle to bring an end to the toxicity and attracting them or being attracted to that, I guess, said better. Here, if I'm real, and this is probably a boundary setting or self-respect issue for this person. So they need to change how they set those boundaries or how they feel about themselves at the core before they're going to break this cycle. And if they don't do that, we're going to stay in the cycle. Okay. And in breaking the cycle, only then can you function from a new consciousness and start out on your new path towards, you know, proof life or whatever it's going to be. So long story short, if this is you, I'm telling you to go to therapy. 
go to therapy. You need to work on this stuff, okay? You need therapy and it's okay to go to therapy. I don't care what anyone says or the stigmas against it. And, you know, this is probably going to take a little bit longer than a quick fix, okay? So some issues we've buried down deep and onion style sort of built a whole bunch of layers on top of layers on top of layers to protect ourselves. And so you got to peel all those layers back. And I hate to break it to you, but you're not going to get that done in one session. You might not even get it done in one year. So if you're going to really dig in on this, you really got to be committed to changing your state of mind and changing your path forward. Okay, great. So let's assume you're doing that and you're working on your state of mind. And I love that. Keep fighting. Okay. I know it's hurtful. It's painful. It's shitty. There's days you don't want to go. Go. Push yourself through it. it you're going to come out on the other side and it's going to be better. So the next reason your New Year's resolutions probably fail is because you don't have a created accountability structure to help you sustain the changes that you're trying to bring into your life. So let's take a hot minute and talk about how many of you have said, <laughs> I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. And you do it on New Year's Day when you're full of cheese and confused about the day of the week. We have literally all done that. Um, and, you know, great. And, and, and almost all of us have also failed epically at achieving that goal. But why? You got a new gym membership. You're eating better. You've cut back on the, the vino or the Macallan. <laughs> Me. And you are just ready. You are ready to go crush it, okay? And for the first couple of weeks, you're working out and you're doing so well. But, you know, you've also bought a couple bags of Doritos or some ice cream or whatever it is that moves your soul, okay? And your initial progress has started to slow a bit. Well, guess why? Because really, you've started to factor 14 yourself, okay? Because things are starting to be less exciting and new. And they're starting to be a little bit more painful and hard. So the new fun sexiness of feeling better has worn off. And now comes the hard part where the scale doesn't tend to move as much. And you start to get a little flustered. And then you start to say things like, well, I can have a little bit of ice cream. Or I can have a little bit of whatever. And, and reasonably you can. Everything in moderation, including moderation. But, you know, it gets harder and harder. And so by the time March 31st rolls around, you're really not even thinking about working out anymore. You haven't been to your use your gym membership in probably a month and you're straight chilling, uh, finishing Netflix. So great. So why do some people succeed and most crash and burn and even end up gaining weight in this example? Sure, COVID didn't help and let's set that off to the side. But really it's because <laughs> these folks did not create an accountability structure for themselves. Again, here too, this is um, a level of consciousness problems like you need to understand like, hey, what's the environment that I'm in and how do I need to change it? But you also need to set up an accountability structure. So losing weight is hard and I know it is. There's been a time in my life where I lost 40 plus pounds, okay? And did I love what I got to eat every day? Not every day. Do I like the way I look now? Yes, those were decisions that I made in my life. But it requires a ton of accountability and sacrifice and change. Because reminder, if nothing changes, nothing changes, including your pant size. But if you sign up for something like MyFitnessPal and you diligently and more importantly, honestly track your food each and every day. Side note, I was chatting with someone recently and we both agreed that a tablespoon is a depressingly small amount of peanut butter and a teaspoon we just might as well not even eat. At that point, we might as well just give up. Anyway, <laughs> but 
Honesty with yourself and the food measuring and tracking it goes a really long way. Not buying trash at the grocery store or on Amazon helps too. Out of sight, out of mind. And importantly, if you can find an accountability buddy or team, you're four to six times more likely to stick to your workout plan. Like that is a big deal, okay? And let me tell you, I actually did see this firsthand running multiple CrossFit gyms in my tenure, okay? People saw themselves in the same exact place on the scale as they were 10 weeks prior after they had set their New Year's resolution to do whatever and lose whatever weight. And so instead of going at it alone at the gym where they didn't have anyone because they're at a global gym and everyone's like sort of showing up and doing bicep curls, whatever, you know, they decided to join a community of fitnessers who all supported each other and made it fun. You know, first we even had, shoot, we had 100-pound parties when people lost 100 pounds or more. And it was just the best to see the accountability within the gyms and people supporting each other. But that's what helped these people along. Like, these are fundamentally huge changes that you're making in your life. And you need help. You need support. But really, you know, personal accountability is ultimately key. Okay, and how do we create that? Through consistency. But you've got to get past the part where it starts to suck. You know, you've got to dig in and you've got to forge on. You can have a buddy or a crew, great. But you have to say, hey, I've got to make it through 21 solid days of this. And if I can make it through 90 days of this, I will be in a fundamentally different place. In this goal, weight loss, whatever it's going to be, it's applicable across the board. But it takes 21 days to start to set a pattern. It takes 90 days to ingrain it. And three, this is a tough one that you need to get past being scared of um, or maybe even terrified of stepping into the new you. And I will be the first person to say this, okay? My wintering often focuses on this point specifically. Um, you know, sometimes we have a fear of massive success or leveling up for a variety of reasons. Maybe you don't feel like you're enough or you're worthy of the success. Maybe you're afraid that leveling up is going to leave some people behind, okay? Maybe you're afraid of more money, more problems, uh, or just success bringing more challenges because it, that's real. It brings more challenges, but they're typically different challenges. Or maybe you've had people in your life who honestly don't want you to shine and you are just terrified now about shining them. If you want to dig into any of these more specifically, check out Gay Hendrick's book, The Big Leap. You know, there he discusses that we all have these weird limits that we place on ourselves for whatever reason, usually because of whatever trauma we've had in our lives. And sometimes it's just scary to push through our own barriers and really feel the real, true success that we are destined for. It's the difference between being good and being great. Great requires a leveling up, a stepping out of our comfort zone, and embracing all that we are boldly and beautifully destined for. And it's freaking scary. I get it. I spend lots of time here. I would say a super majority of my time here. But if I'm going to level up, I know some people are going to be pissed about it. Those are not my people. And also that's a them problem. If people cannot be happy for your success, get those people out of your life. And sure, new challenges are going to bring new problems. But I'm probably not going to have the same old problems because I've moved on from that. But you know what, if I'm in this new role or whatever it's going to be, I'm probably destined to solve the new challenges and the new problems that are before me. You know, and I will say this, and this is a hard one, and it hurts a little, right? But maybe some people were only meant to be a few chapters in your tale. And that doesn't mean you don't love them or you don't care about them, but if they're not growing 
as, as we are, and they're not really a fit, sometimes you have to close that chapter of the book and leave them in love and progress on forward. You know, and the most challenging for me, I need to stay firm in knowing that I am so very enough and I'm so very deserving of the things that are going to come my way. That one's a challenging one. If you've ever struggled with whether or not you're enough, you're good enough, you're smart enough, you're talented enough, whatever it's going to be in your life, that one's always going to be a bugaboo. So you got to kind of work on it. And it is a labor of love, but gosh darn it, is it worth it? So I implore you, winter, change that mindset, right? Find like-minded tribe members, be honest with yourself, and most importantly, don't limit you in your goal setting. There's plenty of people who will try to do that for you. Don't be one of them. As always, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, don't just be bold. Stop limiting yourself. Be bolder. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Insta at BeBolderCast or visit our blog at TheBolderLife.com. If you have questions or suggestions for me, leave me a message at 614-706-6693.